my name is Bridget, and I've never seen THE Evil Dead. to another episode of fine i'll watch it as always my name is adam and i'm johnny and this is the show where we show somebody anybody sometimes multiple people a film they've never seen before but they absolutely should have as you heard up top bridget is back this week from her little hiatus and she has never seen the 1981 film the evil dead bridget welcome back thank you good to be back now we are talking about the Evil Dead. I think it's an appropriate time to do so. A new Evil Dead video game has come out. The, the director of this has just directed another big tentpole movie that everyone's out there seeing and is tearing up the box office. So we're, we're talking about one of his earliest works. I believe his, his first directorial debut as far as feature goes. Yes, I believe so. The Evil Dead. So uh, Bridget, I think you know who this director is. So we'll be talking about if you've seen any other work from him. But we'll start with the the movie itself. What do you know about Evil Dead, and why haven't you seen it? Um, I know, I know, it's directed by Sam Raimi. I know it's the the film that starts him off in terms of features. Um, I know that it stars his friend Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it becomes a series eventually. It's a much beloved cult classic, um, and it is scary. Part of you know Raimi's early horror films that's pretty much it i believe it takes place in a cabin perhaps some spooky otherworldly things may be happening some evil dead some there's some evil dead i want (laughs) to say it's a zombie movie but i don't i have nothing to confirm that okay johnny what about you how is this what's this movie for you is this anything is this something you watch routinely is this a one and done how do you feel about the evil dead oh it's something okay yeah it's something uh yeah, this, um, I watch this movie every Halloween around that time. Okay. It's not sort of a, it's taking place around Halloween. It just, it's a spooky, <laughs> scary movie that fits the theme yeah. of Halloween. Yeah, I've seen this a handful of times. Uh, Zach, who was on last week, watching Top Gun, we both love this movie. Fuck, I already gave away that I loved it. So I <laughs> yeah. love this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're allowed to say that. In the yeah, yeah. I feel like I usually we try to kind of dance around the idea of what we think about the yeah. movie. But well, I would imagine if you're watching it yearly, you're not like, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just like, I'm going to do one more chance. One yeah. more fucking chance. I, hate, I love, hate watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Zach's probably going to be a little peeved that we made him watch a thing that he was only lukewarm on by the end. Uh, and then the very next week, watch a movie. Watching one that he just has so much admiration for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, so seen the first one, there's the second one, the third one, which, uh, what is it called again? Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. I've maybe only seen that once, so okay. depending on everyone's temperature with this movie and the series, we might revisit that one at some point, um, but the one and two, I've seen a bunch. They're two different movies? Very much the same, but two different tonally, and yeah. we'll get to that later on, but... Yeah, this is just a. It's. I love. I, I, I'm going to get into more of what we typically talk about at yeah. the post show. Yeah. But um, to your question, I know quite a bit about it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and you. You know quite a bit about me? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, Evil Dead and you, I know a lot about. 
the, the tone. Those are the, 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 yeah, yeah. the Jeopardy categories <laughs> yeah. that we're we're. I know about the Adam. <laughs> so you were asking me what I think of this movie. Correct. I missed a few <laughs> words there, conjectures and things like. That. I think it was just the tone in which you were like, "I know a lot about this movie," and you. It's very ominous right before watching a horror movie that it's, someone that'll be sitting in close proximity knows a lot about me and tells me that in a very visceral tone. I've seen this movie once, exactly oh. one time. Um, I think this was another one of those oh, reboots coming out. I better watch the original. Though I didn't see the reboot, so that was a like pointless. Not because I didn't like the Oh, movie. I didn't even mention that. I have seen the, the, okay. the remake a bunch, too. Yeah, and that I mean that is only loosely connected, I assume. Not having seen it, it's probably a similar story, but didn't have Raimi involved other than a producer. Didn't have Bruce Campbell involved other than a producer. But I didn't end up seeing that. Okay. Not that I didn't like this movie enough, too. It's just not a horror guy. So it... Got it. Even though I do enjoy this movie, or did the one time I watched it, it wasn't enough for me to go see the reboot, and it wasn't enough to seek out any of the sequels. So I have not okay. seen two, Army of Darkness, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Army of Darkness 2, played the Army of Darkness. Like, I haven't done any of that. Uh, so you've just seen Just seen the one Evil Dead. Evil Dead movie once once yes when whenever the reboot came out so 20 oh so that's a peak of your curiosity then yeah and then never went to go see the remake never went so yeah probably 2012 2013 if i had to guess so it's, i mean it's been 10 so years. are you showing your cards right now you don't like this one um no i <laughs> th- that, that's what i was saying though like it's not that i didn't like it oh okay it's just that i don't you never got around to it or whatever and it didn't it didn't blow me away enough okay. to where I was like, okay, Guys. I got to see everything else because this got me over the hump of the horror part of things. Got it. Okay. Um, and I know the tone changes and I know how the tone changes. Okay. So you know what I'm speaking to. Yes. In the later follow Are you familiar at all with how the series progresses? I'm, I, I believe that I, it is my understanding the series does get more zany and yes. sort of black, black comedy comedy horror yeah so it gets more comedic in nature which plays to my strengths but the horror gore element of it i think was enough where i'm like "Ah, eh, i'm not i'm not running out of my way to see it yeah i'll absolutely see it if we want to cover them i have no objection to it because i didn't dislike the movie and i don't really remember much of it all these years later because i love going the reboot came out in 2013 so i probably saw it in 2012 of just like okay i'll put it on i'll watch it Oh, that was nice. Like, I can see why people like... It was very much a... I, I can see why people like this. Not really for me, necessarily. I wasn't put off from seeing the reboot. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just for one reason, I just didn't. So, that I have very little history. I know plenty of people that love it beyond just Zach. I can't show it to you, Bridget, because they're spoilers, but I literally have a, uh, an Ash figure behind my desk right now. Oh. Do you know who Ash is? Uh, the main character, yeah. I believe, okay. the Bruce right. Campbell. Correct. So there's a there's a 40th anniversary action figure right behind the desk. We can show it to you after. Right. But I think All there's right. spoilers uh, in it, so we won't go we won't go that far. So I know people that enjoy it because I picked it up for a friend, but not enough to to carry through with the got it the series. Obviously, we've talked about horror in the past at previous Halloween's with Bridget. Why don't you give us a little recap? How do you feel about the spooky scaries? Uh, I I like the spooky scaries. Okay. This is. I expect to be closer to the traditional slasher, more gore, which we haven't really covered. Like, I'm trying to think of the horror. I guess Chucky would be the closest, but even that is more 
Black Christmas a little bit. Goofy and silly. Yeah, a little bit Black Christmas. But, like, when I think about the scary shots in that movie, it's, like, the eye and the keyhole. Yeah. Oh, you know my what God. I mean? classic. <laughs> Just chill run down your spine. Basically, right now, yeah. yeah. Silhouette in the attic. <gasps> no, no, this is very different from those kind of... There's something creepy around the corner. corner. It's a little bit more on the nose, I think. Oh, right. Um, you know, very bombastic. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can enjoy, but, you know, I've not really sought out... Would Saw be a close spiritual, like, cousin to this movie in some ways? You know, some of that, like, early 2000s horror uh, porn. Maybe don't want to comment quite yet. Okay, on. that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. It doesn't jump out to me. And again, I'm no expert, as I've just alluded to, but uh, it doesn't jump out to me as being all that similar. Okay. But. Again, someone who's watched both of those more than the once I've watched each could probably speak differently on that. And I think you'll be surprised by how pl- uh, the mix, the okay. hybrid. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it covers a lot of things that some horror movies just stick to one corner. Mm-hmm. And this one kind of sits right in the middle of the table. Okay. I mean, I do, I, I enjoy a lot of Sam Raimi's movies, so I imagine I will enjoy this. Yeah, and I think, ha- again, not having seen all of his filmography, I feel like this does give you, though, a good sense of what a Sam Raimi movie looks like. Because mm-hmm. there are definitely other movies I've seen of his that feel very similar in camera work and some of the tonal stuff mm-hmm. that comes up in this series that I know of. Um, so I think you'll be able to be like, okay, yeah, this feels like those other ones. What uh, movies of his have you seen? I have I've seen... The first two Spider Mans, I managed to miss the third one, and then just felt like Everyone I can keep I can keep fine. missing it. Yeah. Um, the Quick and the Dead was a huge Dad Weekend movie mm. for for me. Have either of you seen The Gift with Kate Blanchett? No, I don't know if I have. It's most famous for the fact that you can see Katie Holmes's boobs in it. No, I haven't. Uh, I've probably seen that. <laughs> yeah, but you may have seen that clip yeah. if you've seen anything. I don't know if it's a good movie. It's a movie that I enjoy. Okay. I'll put it that way. It. It's, it's, the cast is stacked, and the script was by Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, it was. It's, Look at that. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, Greg Kinnear, Giovanni Ribisi, Hilary Swank, Gary Cole, J.K. Simmons. Like, it's a really good cast mm-hmm. and he, it itself. that's the movie he does right before they announce that he's gonna do spider-man like he finds out he's going to make spider-man oh, oh, when, yeah. no, when right. he's making it yeah reverse order of the list sorry oh yes <laughs> uh, there are things in all of those movies that i really like that i think he does so well and particularly when you think about the first two spider-man movies or even the first one it is such a a portal into the future mm-hmm. of what movies are going to be like, what blockbusters are going to look like, and, you know, making the superhero movie possible, mm. which I think is really interesting. And I think you you need someone like Raimi who's really versed in sort of more pulpy comic book culture to bring that eye and execute it really well mm-hmm. in that kind of medium. True. Johnny, what about you? How do you feel about Sam Raimi? Yeah, I like all of his stuff. I haven't seen The Gift. Um, seen the first two Spider-Mans. They're great. 
I've seen, and then after he did the Spider-Mans, he did a movie called Drag Me to Hell, which mm-hmm. was revisiting the Evil Dead sort of style of stuff he was doing, and I adore that movie too. I'm like, did you guys see that movie or no? I have not seen it, but I know the twist in it. I don't know. I is there a big twist in it? I, I guess the ending. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Awesome ending. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> great, now I know there's an awesome ending. Yeah, there's a great <laughs> ending. Yeah, so I don't... Outside of the Evil Deads, the Spider-Mans, they drag me to hell. I don't know too much of some of the other stuff, maybe that he was sort of tossed because he was doing so well. Like you said, the Quick and the Dead. I don't know if I've ever seen that back to front to back. Or It's been a while since I've seen yeah. it, but I'd, I'd like to revisit it. I have seen pretty much the ones. You say Sam Raimi, everyone thinks of the ones I pretty much mentioned. I've mm-hmm. seen those, and I enjoy those. Yeah, I like, I like he's got a really interesting eye. Um, his camera work is very kinetic, um, and I think you'll see a lot of that come to life and basically birth in this movie. And he's got a lot of really interesting tricks in this one that become a lot more polished in other movies. But yeah, it's cool that they tapped him again for another superhero movie. I think that's neat. So I'd be curious to see what that is, but also like still in phase one. So don't even know what phase we're in now. Mm-hmm. Four. Four. Got it. Yeah, I'm so behind. We're in phase so four. Behind. And I mean, the movie might make sense because I've seen it. Um, but you're going to be very confused at a lot of some of the things that are thrown sure. in there without having seen some of the other stuff. And there's a lot to catch up on. I like the, I like the, and again, we're, we're sidebarring here. I like the, the idea of tackling all of those movies and I hope we do it maybe at some point with, through this show. But at the moment it's maybe the most daunting cinematic. It is. Uh, challenge yeah. of my life. I mean, I'm, after all this. <laughs> I'm trying to get Jamie to do it. We're three years in and we're three movies in. So. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so I do. Back to, I do think it's cool that they tapped him again, that he was willing to go back to superhero movies and see what else he does. Maybe the character son... fit him quite well, too. So that's cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Doctor Strange. So it's yeah, more yeah, yeah. weird and monsters and uh, multiverses and whatnot. So, like, it, it played to his strengths right, pretty good. Right. But I do, if I had to pick a side, I would say I'd like to see him do more of the horror mm-hmm. stuff. I like that. I think it's more visceral and cool and dark and, uh, the first two Spider-Man movies are, I don't know, are they still considered some of the best ones? Yep. Yeah, okay. and people still regard Spider-Man 2 as the best. The, the best one. One of the best superhero movies, let alone Spider-Man Got movies. I, I like his Spider-Mans, but as that being my favorite character, I am a little bit more critical of them than sure. other people probably. And there's a lot of things in it that, that he did that I didn't like at the time. So curious, and and that's a, a much longer discussion okay. than this pre-show or post-show warrants. But um, there was just some like you know character choices yeah. and things that it just eh. and like now they've almost reached meme status of mm. being movies where like everyone quotes lines from it constantly. That I'm just like okay, let it go, like it's fine, right? But I do like them. You know, I have seen all three. <laughs> Uh, so a step further than you guys. I've obviously seen this. Oh, I've seen the third one too. I just uh, don't mention it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I've seen obviously Doctor Strange as I mentioned. And I think that's it. One thing looking at his uh, filmography here, which I did not know, and I'm now really interested to go back and watch this movie, is Sam Raimi directed for the love of the game, the Kevin Costner baseball movie. Oh, interesting. Which seems so far out of his wheelhouse of anything else that I've seen him do that I'm like really intrigued to be like, okay. I need to see this now. Like I'm I need always, to see a Sam Raimi baseball movie. <laughs> i that sounds cool on paper, but I feel like I have trepidation going into things like that because that's like director for hire. Oh yeah, it's just he's not gonna have like this 
any of the crazy shit you would see in Evil Dead. That's what I think movie. too, but I'm intrigued enough to be like, but does he? Like, does it feel like a Raimi movie, yeah. even though it's not? Unless, unless or... it says, yeah, unless it says rated R for graphic violence, then like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, is. I don't think that's the case. Um, but the other movie of his that I've always wanted to see and never got around to that I hear good things about is Dark Man, which is like his mm, first yeah, right. superhero movie, so to speak, that I've always heard really good things about, but it just never took the time to to go watch it. It's always one of those things that pops up. That I think, okay, now is when I'll watch it because Sam Raimi's got another thing out or I'm wanting to watch a Sam Raimi thing. Right. Um, but just have never gone to it. But people really like that. So it's really just the Spider-Mans and then this movie is all I've really seen mm. from him. But I've liked everything that I've seen. So yeah. it's not enough to check check out everything out. Right, right. So quickly, we'll just get into any expectations that you have, Bridget. Because, I mean, you know kind of a little bit about it. Uh, obviously not a ton, but mm-hmm. is there anything that you're looking forward to, knowing what you know about Raimi, knowing what you know about the movie itself? I'm looking forward to a couple laughs. Okay. I feel like I might get a few giggles. I think we'll you see. will. Yeah. We'll see. Even um, though it's not that tone, I think it still kind of has that just yeah. a little tinge it in, has the, the in its DNA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there there's a couple different binaries in horror you have the sort of more straightforward gore versus the psychological and then i think there's there's also a binary in horror of stuff that is meant to be you know moralizing and present a lesson in some way and some that is just a purely enjoyment of some slightly mean-spirited stuff but in a safe film kind of way and I hope this is maybe a little bit mean-spirited. Okay. Any expectations for you, John? I mean, this... Are you, are you going into it looking for anything in particular or going to look at it with a different kind of I just like the excuse here? of watching it again. Okay. But um, I think one thing, Bridget, that you might be surprised about about this movie, and this is an adjective that I know you've used to describe movies on this show, is mm-hmm. it might be a little charming. Mm-hmm. I love to be charmed. Yeah, I think you might be charmed a bit by this movie. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm excited. I, I I always a movie like this is fun to watch with someone who has not seen it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to revisit it. I don't like. I don't oh, really yeah. remember a ton about it. I know the the basic through line, and I know the end. I guess, or like how it resolves. Not necessarily like the end, but like how it resolves. So I'll be interested to see if watching it in a group setting with somebody who really enjoys it with a person with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective is enough to like get me interested in seeing the sequel and even just reading about some of the like behind the scenes and the the normal show prep, seeing that people even say the second one is sometimes thought of as better. So we'll, we'll see. That's not to say the first one isn't good, but just that like it gets better as it goes too, which is always nice to see. Yeah. So maybe this will get me in the mood to, to jump in two feet on the, uh, on the rest of them. Yeah. And I also think too, you're going to really enjoy reading the making of this one too. Right on. Yeah. yeah. We'll cover some of it. I'm sure in the, uh, in the post show. Excellent. It's definitely not your standard Hollywood churned out machine. Production. Yeah. Oh. Correct. <laughs> I love to hear it. Cool. All right, well, anything else that we want to go over before we uh, we sit down and watch this? It seems like it's sufficiently dark enough outside now that we can do this. Yeah. So, All right, well, Bridget, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine, I'll watch it.
All right, we are back. We have just finished watching 1981's The Evil Dead. Now, Bridget, you were on the hot seat and you returned to the show this week. So how are you feeling after watching this movie? Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Did the movie possess you? It... Somewhere between possess and charm. Okay. Put it that way. Okay. There was charm, though, right? There was some, there was some charm. <laughs> it's got something going on, you know? All right. I like, I like a movie where I can see someone has put in a lot of hard work. Especially when it, it turns out well. And there are a lot of choices being made. Yeah, you hate to see off. the hard work not pay off. Yeah, no. Sure. <laughs> We've definitely seen that. Yeah. You know, this is not, like, at no point does this movie feel phoned in. And any part of the movie that could have felt phoned in, I feel like Raimi made the smart choice of, fuck it, let's not even film it. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Which is the correct choice. (laughs) Like, who cares? I don't care what these people's relationship is. I just need to know they're in a car. There's some scary shit in the woods. Yeah. And then we're on a haunted hayride for 80 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's two couples and a sister. Yeah. And that's what we get. Yeah. I haven't realized she was a sister until... When he said it was sister, The, the yeah. demon said, S- it's your sister, sister Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, your sister it's Cheryl. Cheryl. Hey, yeah. You like being dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a great Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Um, great midnight movie. Yeah. And I would be intrigued to see the sequels now. Okay. Johnny, how is this for you? Yeah, it's great. I just, I adore it on so many levels because I know the hard work that was put into this movie mm-hmm. and that they were living in that fucking cabin for uh, dude, I, days. Yeah. I, I was breezing through. And, you know, you have all these film departments that need their spaces. So it was just... Yeah, I, I love it. It's a super low to like no budget movie and like you like Bridget said, you could see the hard work is there and they're busting their ass to just make everything look great and ridiculous at the same time. Mm-hmm. And even the shortcuts they do make, and maybe they're not even shortcuts, but where, where it goes from like human and makeup to like puppet back to human oh. like who cares? Who cares? Love it. <laughs> love it. Like, when you first see the puppet, like, when she's been put down into the stairwell into the basement. Yeah. Like, even you were like, what was that? <laughs> Is that where we're going? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it has an awesome midnight movie quality. It's just, it's so zany and ridiculous. And Bruce Campbell just, over the course of the film, just turns into such a great hero for the movie. <laughs> In any sort of way you can imagine a hero being, but I, yeah. Yeah. It's the eyes. It's the, yeah. That's what does it. He becomes, like, completely bewildered, and still bewildered at the end, but, like, when he finally takes control, he's like, I cannot stand this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anymore! <laughs> I won't be doing this! Yes, cannot be here anymore! Yeah. But on the, even off the heels of, like, rope, where it's like, I like movies that are also set in one room yeah or mm-hmm. one setting for the most part yeah and the constraints of storytelling production and all of that stuff is fascinating to me even if like the movie were to fail in that respect because it's in one spot mm-hmm. you gotta admire the uh the ambition of 
trying to tell a story yeah in one area you really got to make it worthwhile like you have to have something going on in a compelling you gotta story. explore every spot and nook and cranny of that place yeah and they do for the most part and thankfully yeah. there was a basement and in a garage it's not just like one floor i kept trying to figure out the floor plan of the cabin like it could i couldn't wrap my mind around oh really yeah I'd say it doesn't make any sense, but it is like a actual structure that they film at. Right. So like it does. We just don't really get a sense of it because all the ha- hallways are darkly lit and drab mm-hmm. and dreary, and some rooms don't seem like they flow into the next, but they do. But only maybe when it needs to be. So I don't know Ooh, if yeah. the movement of the yeah. camera is real to it, or if they're just using trickery. Yeah. Well, it gives a little bit of Overlook Hotel. Yeah. Of you know, there's disorientation and why is this cellar so huge and rooms upon rooms of just spooky shit and one hills have eyes poster <laughs> That's half right. a hills have eyes poster how yeah. is this for you second go round? i mean it's still really spooky like it's i definitely really you know spooky. still get chills at the the right spots and still yeah. you know get the sweaty palms in some of the places the woods the woods are the spookiest thing Oh, see, I think when you know something's about to come through one of the windows or through the oh. door or when there's going to be like a, you know, a punch through the wall kind of thing. Like that was it for me, because like in the woods, I think I don't think I remembered necessarily that nothing happens, but I kind of felt like everything was happening in the house. So mm-hmm. the in the house stuff and the when is that dead body going to come back into play? When is this person going to jump up and do a jump scare again? Like that was the stuff that got me on the, the pins and needles more so than the woods. I had forgotten about the first incident in the woods. I forgot that was a part of this movie. Oh, the tree rape? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, I was like, oh, oh yeah, we have that here. I, for, I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, but then the rest of it, you know, I was sufficiently scared. It was it's, sure. it's a scary movie, uh, which may be why I didn't go see any of the rest of them. I was like, I got scared <laughs> enough in this one. I'm good. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, there was, you know, bits to laugh about that I'm sure we'll get to. And other than that, it was just a, a spooky, spooky fun time. Very well shot, very yeah. well constructed, good movie. Not my genre, obviously. Yeah. The jump scares are edited in a way where it's like, it should have happened already. It we should definitely have it should happen. And then it happens, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and or it does like, it the opposite, or it does it like immediately with no apprehension. But yeah, really well edited. Which I found was uh, helped by the Cohen brothers. I just read that. Is that yeah. the Cohen? Like Joel, Joel Cohen? Joel Cohen. Yes. Because I saw that in the credits and I was like, uh... Yeah, uh, after the extensive filming process, Raimi had a mountain of footage that he had put together, and he chose Detroit Editing Association, where he met Edna Paul to cut the film, and Paul's assistant was Joel Cohen, who helped in the film's editing. That's wild. Yeah. They then went on to work on a flop, like, immediately after this, but technically helped edit Evil Dead. Yeah, that's great. Humble beginnings. The most. The most humble. Now, you had talked about the filming of this uh, and how they all had to stay in the cabin. And basically, it was like 13 people living in that small yeah. cabin for however long this took. Uh, the cabin also had no plumbing. It, only, it had phone lines and electricity, but no plumbing. So a lot of uh, a lot of infighting amongst the production of people having to share cramped spaces and work under a tight ship, as it were. So even more impressive knowing that. Yeah. I was open that up. Right as the credits started to roll, and I was reading something that by the end they were just like, "Fuck it, 
and burning the furniture in the fire, like, just to stay warm. It was cold when they were filming, which, I don't know, the image of it delighted me. <laughs> the room did get pretty sparse. It just it was just blood and just prosthetics at one point. All the furniture was gone. Yeah. Well, they kept throwing Bruce Campbell into it. Into yeah. it, yeah, correct. Yeah, it was constantly on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he I got feel like he was, under so many he was trying to brush off a bookshelf like from like at least 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie. Yeah, did any of that kind of take you out of it? Because oh. it, is, it is a little goofy in that, like, I can't... It's just shelves that fell on it. Like, it's not even a bookcase. Yeah. It's I, just a shell. No. Because <laughs> I, I love that sort of Looney Tunes, Spongebob. <laughs> it, physics. Yeah, are, crawling are not going anywhere. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And that felt, that felt like a good choice. For a movie like this oh yeah like even when you get towards the end where he's throwing the necklace onto the book and there's, yes. it just there's that's such a looney tunes moment it's because yeah. <laughs> why would that work yeah why would this completely flat object hook around right this book and the necklace is getting longer and longer and longer mm -hmm. oh of course it feels like it's evil dead magic it is do you guys have any particularly favorite spooks in the movie spooky moments i mean i I have a hard time with their names because they're all like Cheryl, Shelley, Sharon, Lynn, or Lindsay, or I don't know what the fuck the last one. Uh, it's oh, it's Scott, he... Ash, Cheryl, Sherry, Cheryl, Sherry, and Cher. And <laughs> Cher, yeah. <laughs> Ashley, Ash, Williams, Cheryl, Scott, Linda, and Shelley. Gotcha. There are also a lot of people credited as fake Shem. Oh. <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the basement dwellers like. I like the taunting and all the, the banging and all the stuff going on. and Yeah. When, I think it's Linda, when Linda's possessed and she's just laughing like the Joker. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. It's she pretty has, creepy like, shit, the, yeah. the super wide smile. And yeah, the... the ventriloquist makeup. Yeah. She's got giant, <laughs> giant eyelashes on the top and bottom, like on her cheek and her forehead, essentially. Yeah. Yep. That's always pretty creepy. When Scott's all mutilated on the couch, that's pretty gross. He's got like bones sticking out of his arm, and poor Scott, man. Yeah, I like <laughs> well, Ash. It. Uh, yeah. I like Ash pouring the water in his mouth, and it's just dr like dribbling out. And he's like, "We're going home. Yeah, we're gonna do it." And the water's just like, what? he's like, "Me, you." He's like looking at the ground, Shelly. Just like <laughs> <laughs> Linda. Well, not Linda. Not Linda. Yeah, she's on the ground. <laughs> she's dead. What was your favorite? Oh, there's a couple. Um, <laughs> Good. I really liked when he's bare. Is his girlfriend Linda? Ash's girlfriend Linda? Yeah. Yeah. When he's going to bury Linda and then they break out in the fight. Mm -hmm. And there's moments where they keep showing her eyes opening back up and he like whips his head around. And again, Looney Tunes and like eyes are shut again. Well, that's a good callback to the moment early from earlier in the film. Where he's pretending to Ooh, sleep. Good callback, yeah. And he's got like the little box with the necklace in it. And so they're doing that bit in reverse. But it also is very Looney Tunes of the villain being like, am I asleep? Am I dead? Am I asleep? Am I dead? Am I going to get you? Right. And, you know, they have that big fight. And you're waiting for the shuffle to come into play mm -hmm. the whole time. And when it does hit the field, it's <laughs> spectacular. Yeah. Clean. Um, when the coach puts it in. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really... All right, Shovel, show me what you got. Dude, like, Rudy, please. <laughs> um, 
that shovel was working in the boiler room for too long. Finally like, gets his call. As you see, yeah, you see it, and you're like, somebody's got to lose their head with that. Mm-hmm. And then she does that flying, that swan dive onto oh, him. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then, that is also where the movie takes off in the sort of over the top gore part too, because her body starts like spurting blood all over mm-hmm. his face. Yeah, and. Bruce Campbell is just, oh, like, does such a good, horrified, disgusted, and genuinely shocked. Shocked, He probably had no idea how fast that corn syrup was going to hit him in the face. Correct. (laughs) He gets hit with a lot of gross shit. He does. Yeah. Um, What are they, like, milky substances that shoots out whenever they're stabbed? mm -hmm. He gets the... all of the blood. Yeah, there's like all there's blood. There's like black ink blood. There's like yeah. white pus. Cockroaches and oh, once we get to the fucking uh, uh, stop motion the shit end. towards the yeah. end, it gets fucking wild. Dude, phloem. 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 Like phloem. Um. Ask your parents, kids, what phloem is. <laughs> yeah. I like the blood in the basement. I like it filling up the. The light, the light bulbs. bulbs and everything. Yeah, the projector and, and was like, ah, 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 ah. He's just, just having wasn't... such a bad time. You gotta lean away from the mic when you do those screens. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Less a fan of the tree rape. I mm. will. Understandable. Uh, very. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. We could have. That was probably the mean-spirited part you were looking right, for and like, asked for in God. Yeah. <laughs> I was mean-spirited. I, like, was looking more for... So, spoiler alert, the ending, Ash thinks he, he's gotten to mourning, and yeah. I'm at the end, and then all of a sudden, you have the Bigfoot cam in the woods, and, like, <gasps> and it rushes through the cabin and attacks him and yeah. roll credits. That's the sort of thing I was thinking Okay, of, got it. Of, like... No, you're not getting out of this. Gotcha. Like, this is, there's no final girl or Bruce or anything. Yeah, you but... weren't looking for the woods to molest anybody. No, 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 no. Um, it's pretty violent, too. It it's is. It's pretty violent. And I, when I knew what was starting, because I figured, oh, she's just going to get pulled under. Because the um, poster is so iconic of, like, yeah, someone this woman reaching hand up, hand up yeah. and looking like they're being pulled down into the earth. I'm like, oh, okay, this is where we get that iconic poster. And then you see the vine creeping up, and I'm like, no. <laughs> and it wasn't even that vine that ultimately did it. It was like, oh, God. It was yeah. just... The first vine is just the, the tying up vine. Right. Yeah. Not the, the deed doer, as it were. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Was there any thought in that moment, given how offensive it is that you were like i don't i'm out like how early on in the movie it was too yeah like were you i was a little concerned i was a little concerned once we got back to the haunted hayride i was like all right this is good yeah nobody else go out in the woods i cannot do another one of these (laughs) right because there's you know it's scary and it's gory in a in a fangoria kind of way but it's not like at the end of the day i'm not afraid of spooks and ghouls and goblins you know what i mean like that's not a real thing and 
rape is a thing that yeah. is very scary mm-hmm. and a, a real thing. It's like, oh, I don't want this in my haunted house kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like, I can understand. Ghosts it. and ghoulies can stay, but <laughs> you gotta get the fuck out of here. Real world implications. No, 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 no. Right. And, like, I can see the inclusion of it from, like, a 70s, oh, 80s sure. horror perspective. Because Absolutely. what is scarier than that? Yeah. You know, because it is real. Mm-hmm. And you see it, like, in the sort of, you know, what Raimi would have grown up on. You know, we have a Hills Have Eyes poster in mm-hmm. the basement. You think about, like, what's the other really famous one? Like, House at the End of the Street or... Last house on the Last left. house, yeah. On the right or the left? On the, the yeah. side of the street, it's us. Depends where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's a very, that's a huge part of the horror genre. Yeah. It's one I have zero interest in. Yeah. Because it connects to the real world. I'm like, yeah, I... Yeah, because it doesn't particularly add anything to it, because later on, the other ones just become goals, because... Yeah. And, like, why not... They're in the space. Yeah. Why not, like, just, like, all right, you want to have the tree, have the trees do anything else. Like, even just, like, ripping and tearing, but, like, I don't know. It was, or just make it more ambiguous, maybe. Or, yeah. Or so just. Like, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Here it's like, yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could have the trees, like, ripping at her clothes as she runs towards the bridge, and then we see, like, yeah. the trees take out the bridge, so you know that the trees right. are in on it from the get-go. Yeah. But I see your point. Yeah. It's, you know. Gratuitous. It's a little gratuitous. But that's a hard criticism to make of a movie like this. Yeah, just in which part of it is... Is... 70s, low-budget. Fuck, we're not at 70s, 80s. Yeah. But we're still... It might as well be. I mean, it's we're all the coattails, yeah. Yeah, we're still in that. Like, the 80s have not solidified themselves. Quite yet. Quite yet, yeah. Um, I was thinking of that looking at Linda's hair. Yeah, their outfits and their hair very much fit in a 70s aesthetic. Yeah. And I mean, thankfully it happened so early and that there isn't anything else later in the film that is as bad as that. Because no. everything else is more pulpy horror than it is... Yeah. Real world, oh my god, like, that's that yeah. would kind of happen. It's Not... cri- it's Crypt Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that kind of horror. Do you know what this film's rated, by the way, as we're talking about how gory and horror filled uh, it is? I hmm. Is it not rated? It is rated. Okay. It's been rated several times. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Was it given a PG to start? No. No, 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 okay. Was it given an NC, an X? It was given an X to start in the UK. Okay. At the very least. It seems like they cut 66 seconds out to bring it down to NC-17, which is what it currently stands as. So this is technically an NC-17 movie. Really? Yep. So in the US, actually, it also received an X rating. Films with this label were quite violent and disturbing, and the rating was often held for porn. And then the film has since been re-rated as NC-17 for substantial graphic horror, violence, and gore. Though many home releases uh, have been released without a rating. Because, I mean, the home releases, you didn't have to. You could release the unrated cut or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, technically an NC-17 movie. So it's never been R. Not as far as I can tell. Yeah. This, I mean, this is just reading the rating blurb on Wikipedia. That's what I thought, yeah. Wow. Do you think that's too harsh for it? 
Because you you have a puzzled look. Is that more just, I can't believe they released an NC-17 movie? Or is that, this wasn't that bad. It could have been an R. I have to collect myself <laughs> for a moment. Yeah. See, we didn't want to tell you this going in. Would have clouded your judgment, perhaps. It, it might have. I would have I would have been hyper-focused on that instead of the... The movie itself. The movie itself. I, I don't know why I'm so shocked by it. Part of, like... It being rated X in the UK surprises me less. Less they they tended to be more strict, mm-hmm. but well, have you NC seventeen and having such like a huge cultural impact, I guess, is what really shocks me. Well, have you seen X or N seventeen movies? I guess I probably have, but I can't think of one at the moment. I mean, we ones that come to mind: Showgirls. The most recent one I can think of, like, Blue Valentine was NC-17, I think. Oh, that's right. Blue Valentine is NC-17. Um, that's have, appropriate, because yeah. that's an emotionally You have the original movie. Chainsaw that was X. You have a bunch of original movies that were originally X. Uh, wasn't, I think I saw, uh, was it Midnight Mid- Cowboy? Midnight Cowboy was mm-hmm. X. That's yep. on our list as well. So. NC, yeah. Henry the Porch of a, secu- a Serial Killer was one. I guess I'm shocked because it is so cartoony. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, so it's less realistic in that sense, but I mean, we've already talked about rape. There's a rape that's going to drive that up a little bit. Several hands are chewed off, cut off. Mm-hmm. All of the stabbings emit so much blood. There's a lot of tearing, like pulling flesh. Everyone's ankles get fucked in this movie. Oh, dude, when she, Linda she's gets taking stabbed. the pencil and... Oh, the, like, pen, yeah, the oh, pencil... Oh. Well, she comes out of the grave and just tearing at fucking Ash's yeah. legs. Yeah. Stop! Yeah, so the over-the-top blood, the, like, ripping of flesh, the rape, like, all of that, mm-hmm. I think, adds up pretty quickly, even though it is goofy, in a way. Yeah. It's still that kind of thing of, like, you, you definitely don't want anyone under 17 seeing this. It's interesting. Now, I'm, Johnny, sh- I'm shook. Johnny, do you know how old you think you were the first time you saw this? Like, I know I was in my 20s. I was I was an adult, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this wasn't one that you, like, snuck past 18 years old or something like that? No. Okay. I mean, yeah, I probably saw my mid-20s, to be honest with you. Okay. Good. So none of us were scarred as children. No. With this movie, at least. I think it was around the time where, like, I was seeking out cult classics, mm. posters that I've seen all over the place. Like, that Evil Dead poster is very yeah. iconic. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, NC-17 movie. I don't know that it would get that now. I feel like it would just get no. VR. I agree. But only because things like this already exist to have mm-hmm. set the tone for. Yeah, when you've already had Saw and Hostel come through. Right, yeah. It's hard to to make an argument. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Saw in the before part, wondering if this movie was maybe akin to that or related in some form or fashion. How do you feel now having seen this? Do you understand our trepidation at least to be like, eh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can, yeah, they're not, maybe just, like, the location. Singular location. Singular location. Body mutilation. Like, Mm -hmm. there's some stuff, but they're not, you wouldn't be like, oh, you love Saw, you should see Evil Dead, or vice versa. Right, right. Like, you wouldn't necessarily go to that length. I think Saw, or, like, Hostile, one of those are, like, way more menacing and dark and Mm mean-spirited. Where here, it's played, like you say, like, Looney Tunes-ish. Yeah. Like, it's still like, oh, God, but it's like, it's not, at, at the point these people are being mutilated, they're already, like, semi-mutilated. Yeah. 
outside of, like, Ash's leg or a couple of moments, but... Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have... It's like, it's not people screaming for their lives, you know what I mean? There's a little bit of that. A little bit, but it's, yeah. They immediately are then possessed. Yeah. And then arguments like, we gotta get out of here, while, like, there's someone in the basement, like, like, rattling chains and... A haunted hayride, that's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Stationary haunted hayride. <laughs> what did you think of the uh, the makeup effects on the possessed people? It looked uncomfortable. Um, to watch or to get put into for filming? Uh, to get put into. <laughs> like, whatever their contacts were. Mm. I did read that they are just basically like glass and they were very uncomfortable. Oh, d- disgusting. Ugh. Fun. Just fun. Yeah. Well done enough, at least, that it didn't take you out of it? No. I mean, so it and does... And even, l- even the stuff that's, like, flown. <laughs> Who cares? We're just having a good time yeah, right yeah. now. Some of it does feel strategically slapped together a mm-hmm. bit. Oh, where it's like they didn't have enough prosthetic to do go all out. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, like, like, put partial. them sparsely, yeah, put it on people's faces, and then when they really need to go full board, they're like, bring in the puppets. Yes. Any shot of a puppet getting slapped across the room? Oh yeah, we got an Edge of the Dragon moment in this, didn't yeah. we? Yes, we did. With like with the pig with the axe or whatever. The butt of the axe, like. I love the stomp to get her into the basement, where he like jump and stomps on her. Head oh yeah. To knock her down fully, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, to your point, Johnny, there was a quote here about the contact lenses. The lenses took ten minutes to apply and can only be left on for about fifteen minutes. Because eyes could not breathe with them applied. So, like, they would just dry out and it was, like, torture. Seemed like hell on earth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you think of, like, all the lore, like, with the book and, like, the whole setup? The recording? The recording. Oh, it's fun. Again, we don't, they don't waste too much time on it. Did that help you get into it at all? <laughs> like, if that wasn't there, would you have been, like, what's going on? Or would you just have been along for the ride anyway? I think I would have been along for the ride. Okay. There were there was a part of me that was like, but how? Wait a minute, but how do they know about the cabin then? Like, why is this only happening to like? Less is more. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because they do say that they rented the cabin from some guy. So is that the guy on the tape doing more research or offering sacrifices? Is it? Yeah. Is it him possessed in the real world trying to get more people? Like we don't. We don't know, but it honestly doesn't need to be explained, per se. It's fine. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, dude, I love the recording. There's a line in particular. That was when I got my notebook out. Mm. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Far from the groves of academe. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) The groves of academe. Yeah, I've never heard of academe. The pressures of society. Academia, yes. Academics, yes. Academe. Oh, academia. That's great. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. That felt like a really on-the-nose, like, that's something that a professor who would buy a human-skin-bound book and, like, turn his wife into a demon would say. Like, Mm -hmm. that kind of clown. Yeah. You would say the groves of academia instead of (laughs) the university. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you, you dipshit. Yeah, you would go to Shandor or wherever they went to yeah. <laughs> dig up <laughs> spirits and demons. Condor. Condor, yeah. No, that's the, that's the spirit, I think. Yeah. The book is called the Necronom or some shit like that. Necronomicon? 
I think so, yeah. Yep. The Book of the Dead. Yeah. Do you like the look of the Book of the Dead? Bound in human flesh with a little face on it? I like it when it's in the fire and it's like... Oh, all yeah. oh, of the tongues come out. Tongues yeah, oh, the tongue comes out. That's right. Like Poking itself in the eye. It always gets me when the... When uh, Cheryl's first drawing it, when her hand is possessed, oh, she's yeah, scratching yeah. the paper, and she's got, like, black veins and everything, and she's freaking the fuck out, she has no idea what's going yeah. on, getting you into what's about to happen right, in the situation. Right. Oh, here's a spook that I forgot about. Right at the beginning, when they're driving, and... They think they might get into an accident. <laughs> There's a quick cut to one of their faces. Just ah! Yeah, she has like her hands on the windshield. On the windshield again. Oh, palms out, hands yeah. up, blood curdling scream. It's like so, it's like SpongeBob. It's. <laughs> it is. It's like Patrick in the front seat. It's yeah. one frame. frame. Yeah. It's a single frame. It's mwah. just had to. Yeah, that whole little, that whole little write up is like this. You know what you're into. It sets the tone for the budget right off the bat. Dangerous bridge. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like when they get there. The the shot following the car all the way to the cabin, uncut, is great. Yep. The they're low the swing, the swing, car. Yeah, the swinging chair hitting the side. The second that stopped, when nothing would have prompted it to yeah. stop so suddenly, I would have been like, "No, we're out of here, man." Yeah. Dude, swinging things don't stop like that. I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. This freaky cabin in the woods from a random guy that's way too cheap. Nah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. We're good. I do like that shot when they open up the cabin and it's like all the smoke, unnecessary smoke and haze. And you see like the deer's head on the wall. It's like such a great shot. And without spoiling anything, the, in the second one, that the deer head comes back. But... Really? Yeah. Well, because I was also... Chainsaws play a big role in the sequels, correct? At least in yes. the third, right? I don't know about the second, but I know at the very least the third. In the second one, yeah. Okay. I, was I think say. I know what happens there Yeah. as well. I'm familiar enough with the merchandise to know yeah, yeah. what takes place. Right, I feel like I've seen something. So when we see it, and we see him start, I was like, here we go. And then we don't get it. Yeah. It left me wanting more. Yeah, it's a tease for the sequels. That's they, true. They weren't committed to making at this point. Yeah, true. Did you have a particularly favorite Looney Tunes style moment beyond the like the eye closing fake out? Is there anything that was particularly zany that you enjoyed? I mean, we've covered we've covered a lot of them. A favorite any any puppet transition that allows that sort of exaggerated slapstick violence. I do love when he when. When Ash is just smacking Linda across the face a bunch of times because she won't stop laughing. Oh, right, yeah. He's just full wind-up, front hand, back hand, telling her to shut up, and the thing's not even moving, and it's just laughing at him. Pretty funny to me. Do you have a particular favorite slapsticky-style moment, Johnny? I don't know if it's slapsticky, but I like how the sound design gets more crazy and unhinged as it goes along, where, like, is it Scott or Scotty or... The other guy? The other dude. Scott, yeah. Where Scott rises up at one point, it's like, it's like, what the fuck? Here we go again. Yeah, there's a lot of noises near the end of like, there's always like the banging, like whenever they're getting going, like the knocking of like the Mm -hmm. porch swing or the rattling of the cellar door. They, yeah, there's just 
more ambient weird noise. And when they do sort of cut to like no sound, it's like, oh shit, we were listening to like all sorts of nonsense for so long, yeah. I didn't even mm-hmm. notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at the end when it's just Ash standing in front of the door, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking panicking of, yeah. and looking around, you've got the knocking on wood, you've got a heart, a pretty strong heartbeat, you've got the ticking of the clock, you've got chains rattling, like there's just a lot of noise with the score as well. Yeah. And then it just cuts to silence and that's when the hands come through the door. Just intensifying. It's great. That's like my favorite sequence where he seems to basically start losing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could you not? Well, yeah. But that's where like all the noises start coming in and there's a great shot of where it goes above him and all the, the beams, support beams. It's like, wow, 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 wow. But really fun stuff. I like when Linda first gets possessed and where he's like, he's just checking on her ankle to see if her horrendous pencil stab wound is okay. Uh, and it just like spider webs up her veins and oh, turns yeah. her into that laughing maniacal crazy person mm-hmm. that look is good because then it cuts back to him and again his eyes are just like fuck me <laughs> <laughs> i also like when they throw linda into the fire at the beginning or um not linda um oh shelly sharon the the other one <laughs> uh what's her name cheryl when they throw cheryl into the fire and then, like, pull her out, and the demon's like, thank you, I don't know how much longer I could have stayed in there. <laughs> Ridiculously It's goofy so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what else I like, too? When, wait, which is, what's the name of the one in the basement now? That's Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. Yeah. When... Shelly's the one they cut up. Linda's the, the other one. Okay. When Cheryl stops talking in demon voice and is like, Ash... Ashley, it's me. I'm feeling better now. (laughs) Let me out. Just unlock the basement and let me out. Get these chains off, Ash. Ash, I'm all better now. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. I think that's the moment where we find out it's the sister, too. Because when the hand comes out to get him, she's just like mocking like it's just sister. Cheryl, I got you. (laughs) You're so gullible. I'm a demon. (laughs) So one other production note on Ash specifically is that uh, because he's friends with Sam Raimi, he agreed to be a producer on this. And so that's why they cast him in the lead role. Is because as a producer, he was then be guaranteed to be on set for the entirety of filming. So they're like, all right, well, since you'll be here, you can just be it. <laughs> like, you can be the last one standing. You could be the survivor at the end. Yeah. Because we know you'll be here all 13 weeks. <laughs> he does a good job. Yeah. yeah. Parlays this into a healthy career as a bit player in Sam Raimi movies. And is the star of this franchise. Yeah. So when does number two come out? Is that how many years later? Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, comes out in 1987. And then Army of Darkness, I believe, comes out in 1991. Gotcha. So what do you know about number two? It's just my understanding that the tone changes a little bit. Sorry, 93. It does, yeah. Yeah, it gets sillier as they go on. Like this, the it next gets... one's closer to this than it is to Army of Darkness, right? But like it. Yeah, number two, it, they start stealing a little more comedy, like the. Like the the uh, the spook in the fire commenting about thank God you took me out I started to feel hot like you know what I mean <laughs> whatever it's like it gets a little more zany but I think it's worth noting though that going into it is that number two is basically a remake 
of this one. Like a higher budget. A higher budget remake. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's basically in I I would still tell you to seek it out if you enjoyed this one, but that it's basically a reset. Bruce Campbell they show up with a group of people and he doesn't remember anything because it's it's never happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I don't want to read too far into it cuz I if we might watch it, but the first line of the plot does say Ash and his girlfriend Linda take a romantic vacation. Yeah. So like down to the name of at least right. the first two characters yeah, yeah. I'm seeing, it is reboot. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Is, yeah. Is it explained in universe why at any point throughout any of the subsequent material? And I don't, I mean, I'm not expecting you to have read every comic book that probably comes off of this or played yeah, yeah, yeah. the Army of Darkness video game. But from what you've seen, is there any kind of in universe explanation? I don't know. Maybe in Army of Darkness is an explanation for why. There's like a repeat essentially of mm-hmm. the events, and it's not one for one. There's plenty of like interesting things they did with number two, but it kinda is at the same cabin. It's kinda you're kind of watching the same movie, but with a higher budget. Does Linda in the sequel is she played by the same person? I'm not sure, but I mean there are a lot of like th- like when I say like I enjoy the basement dweller character is because that character is also so... in number two and in the 2013 remake okay. it's just it's a character that has to be in the evil dead movie someone has to get possessed and be in and be put into a basement with chains correct and instigating yeah. and like the great chorus of correct yes yeah. uh, also not the same actress so different person. okay got it so it seems like bruce campbell at the very least from the yeah. little i just saw is the only returning person but i mean like all those little things like oh you didn't use that oh they should have done this it's like well stick well, around yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be deploying these gourds some way. <laughs> yeah, the set dressing in this is great. Yeah, like it's all great. of the stuff hanging in the sheds and all the, like the old projector and the old like Victrola and the mm-hmm. the basement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has become a trope in video games, probably more than even film. But of you know a spooky phonograph record like. And then, like, you're in a haunted house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one swinging light bulb, very dark, right, lots of I shadows. I think of Bioshock, yeah. Yeah, Silent yeah. Hills, like, yeah. all of that. That sequence in particular, I was like, okay. There were a lot of video game developers who watched this movie and, oh, yeah. and yeah. loved yeah. it. Or fans, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, real Resident Evil vibes. Of, yeah. The yeah. zombies coming out to get me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I I just admire the the low budget stuff because I it if you really look at the stuff that's going on, it's like yeah, like of course there's not gonna be floodlights all around the side of the house, but they're there and you see them, but they're there because they gotta light the scene, but they're in shot, yeah, and they're there and they're modern looking, <laughs> but um, most of the budget went to the smoke machine. I bet, <laughs> I bet the hazing, yeah, so much smoke. Uh, the budget was only three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. And it grows. <laughs> Under box office, it says 2.7 million or 29.4. <laughs> Could be one or the other. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's just like original theatrical and then they re-release it like a year later. I haven't looked into the right the details of it or just subsequent midnight screenings count for some reason. But yeah, so very modest box office or uh, well, box office and budget. But 
Right. Because you don't really need a huge budget when you're working with a bunch of no-name local Tennessee actors <laughs> and shooting in one cabin. Which they probably rented for very there. cheap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's splitting there. 13 ways. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other things I saw when looking this up is that this is also a favorite film of Stephen King. Was a big fan of this movie. Not surprised. Yeah. Apparently saw it at, at Con or Sundance, whichever one it yeah. premiered at. And uh, he's he became like a big advocate for it, which helped more people see it. Propel it, yeah. Because, I mean, if Stephen King says your horror movie is great, mm-hmm. you, should, you should listen. How was the pacing for you? Overall good. There were parts I felt like, I'm glad it wasn't any longer. It was the right length for right. what was happening. Yeah, I don't know that you could have drawn it out any more than it was. No. If anything, you'd have to pad it with a lot of extra backstory at the top, which yeah. wouldn't have been good, I don't think. Right. You want to get into what this movie is pretty quickly, because you don't want to watch 45 minutes of backstory. No, oh, right. For a midnight movie, you want shit to happen at 12 fucking 15. <laughs> I'm not prepared to dive in deep, do any kind of analysis. There was blood, yeah. and I liked it. Well, I mean, there's not really, like, there's not really room for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's shot well. I mean, it's, did you get the, the sense from other Raimi movies that you've seen that like, okay, I see where he started. I see how mm-hmm. those things got into there. Was there any shot in particular that kind of triggered that for you of being like, oh, this feels like I saw it in Spider-Man or something else? Or was it all just overly familiar? I think just Raimi in general is not afraid to let you know he's doing a trick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's some directors who want it to be very subtle and for you to not notice even as they're doing something kind of dramatic. And I don't think Raimi is that way, which is, but it works. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, his, his, his shots are loud. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. Like, it's towards the end of this movie, there's a lot of, like, fun. Dutch angles and shit going on that's, like, keep yep. them coming. And, like... Keep me off axis. Uh, you know... You know one's completely upside down. Yeah. Ash walking towards, like, the fireplace or something like that, upside down. When he gets to the cellar for the first time and the camera pans around the whole cellar and mm-hmm. you get the whole view and then it pans back to him in a circle. Yeah. The running in the woods, the running shots of, like... Ugh. Yeah, that's the Spidey cam. That's the beginning of the Spidey cam. Right <laughs> yeah, there. the Spidey cam. The yeah. swing cam or whatever. It, if he had made any conservative choices, this movie would not be as good. But nothing about the movie is restrained. Correct. Which makes it No one's wearing fantastic. a seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, but it's you... okay because they're just a puppet anyway, so Correct. it's fine. <laughs> Raimi's even said he made the film as gruesome as possible and with neither interest nor fear of censorship. So, like, literally this whole movie was made under the proviso of, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want and make whatever choice I want. How old was he when he directed this, too? Because he was young. Yeah, so Raimi was born in 1959. So he would have been 22, right? Yeah. Did that math right? Yeah. So, yeah, 22-year-old. He made like he made a bunch of directed a bunch of shorts before this. Ultimately, made a proof of concept movie called like something in the woods, or something to that effect. Oh, Within the woods was the short film um, that was created uh, to basically 
show what he wanted to do as a feature length and then ultimately did this and then went on to like i said he made that flop with the cullen brothers immediately after this but Mm. the the studio believed in a sequel to evil dead so that's how he was able to make that so even though his next movie flopped they were like yeah but evil dead was great so make another one of those forget that other thing who cares about those cohen brothers get them out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> make it make a new thing that's this thing but with way more money right because i think what did i say the the budget for the original was 375 and then evil dead 2 3.5 million is the budget so they basically went okay you had a cool proof of concept short then you had a proof of concept feature now here's three and a half million dollars go make us a real movie <laughs> okay it's kind of like what they did so they believed in it enough to give him way more than he had on the first go-around and then obviously went on to do all of the other things that we mentioned in the in the before part right so you said you're interested now in at least seeing the sequel Mm -hmm. do you want to cover that here do you want to just watch that on your own on your own time i'm open to covering it here okay we'll keep it in the hopper yeah halloween's right around the corner it's here before you know it (laughs) yeah We'll get Zach on for that one. Yeah. Yeah. We can get his thoughts Sorry, on, on this one and then jump right into to number two. Yeah. And if it's a remake, it's like he didn't miss it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And who knows? You might forget that fact by the time we get to the second. I know I might. <laughs> I will say he does enjoy number two more than this one. Okay. And that was one of the things I saw when doing research is that, a lot, and I said that before, that a lot of people consider the second one to be better than the first. Right. Probably because it's higher budget. Probably because... You have the chance to fix any mistakes you may have thought about the first one if you're essentially doing yeah, a remake. Right. But what's your, do you have a favorite? Is it two? Is it this one? Is it Army of Darkness? I actually like this one more than the second one just because I think the tone is closer to being scarier and spookier. It's a romp. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's still spooky and scary and gross, but it's just not off-kilter and eerie like this one is. The and and, and, and machine budget. In the third, in the 2013 one, there is there's some camp in there, but it's like visceral, terrifying, scary shit. But not. Oh. I I kind of <laughs> dug it because it's just so well done. Okay. And it's and it was like all shot on camera, prosthetics and all this other stuff. Okay. And that's good at least. Yeah, and most people who who like the Evil Dead actually praise the remake too. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the director of that, I feel like, has done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he did, like, the don't breathe or don't see or... Oh, yeah. Don't speak. I don't know what the fuck. Well, that's... No, that's <laughs> not... That's no doubt. I'm that sorry. Is, that's funny. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't think. Cool. So, yeah, maybe we'll... We'll earmark Evil Dead then. Evil yeah. Dead 2 then. Evil Dead 2 at least. Dead, dead Within, Dead All the Time, whatever the subtitle was. Uh, maybe we'll we'll sneak that in this October. Yeah, cool. Plus, it's like a twenty or thirty fifth anniversary of it, right? That'll sure. That that checks out. It was eighty seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that okay. whatever that would have released, we'll do it then. All right, cool. We'll we'll pencil it It'll in unless that's week. already passed. <laughs> in which case. Yeah. We didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'll cut it out. I'll yeah. Check right now, and then I'll cut it out. It's the beauty of editing. I can say all sorts of things that that they don't hear. Yeah, March 13th, 1987, we missed it. Yeah. All right, so Halloween it is. <laughs> yeah. Doing it Halloween. We'll do it at Halloween. Cool. I mean, any other thoughts you guys want to get out there? Obviously, a shorter movie makes for a shorter episode, typically, sure. unless yeah. it's really bad and we can shit on it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. This is but not bad. But even then, 
we might just not want to talk about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. the movie so sucks so hard. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even watch it. Yeah. But any other final thoughts that you have, Bridget? I feel like I'm very far away from the grove of academe. <laughs> this movie transported me. Anything from you, Johnny? Any other uh, final tidbits or anything? No, this movie's great. I'll watch it till I die. Okay. <laughs> Did you catch anything this time that maybe you didn't see before? Any little, like, scenery things or... You know, we're always trying to watch for that in movies that we love. Uh, I feel like this is the earliest in the day I've ever watched this movie, so <laughs> usually... <laughs> Which is later than when we watch most movies. Correct, yeah. However you want to slice it. You split the difference. Yeah. Um, but, uh... No, I didn't really know. I mean, I, I think maybe some pacing issues, but that just... I don't know, but yeah, whatever. It's fine. I'm beating the movie up for no reason. Yeah, it's 84 minutes or yeah. whatever. Like. <laughs> Uh, cool. All right. Well, that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Let us know what you think of The Evil Dead. Is it your favorite in The Evil Dead franchise? Do you like two better? Do you like Army of Darkness? Did you see the TV series on Stars? Ash versus Evil Dead. Do you love the video games? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. Forgot this part, but you can also rate and review this show in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Let us know what you think of the show, if there's anything in particular you want us to cover. If you liked any particular episode as a favorite thus far, let us know in a review that greatly appreciate that. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening.